It is Tuesday, March 5th, and this is the High Times News Hit. I'm Mike Hughes, and it's good to be back. The news hit took a bit of a hiatus during the Los Angeles Medical Cannabis Cup. I was hoping I'd be able to do a little podcasting while out west, but the LAPD saw fit to force us to change locations for the cup three separate times, and things got pretty hectic. But in the end, it was a great event. Uh, We ended up in San Bernardino. We had the largest turnout yet for a Medical Cannabis Cup. Red Man and the Game put on a great show Saturday night, and uh, considering some of the difficulties we encountered along the way, things really couldn't have turned out much better. Uh, We hope you were there and enjoyed it. If you weren't, you could read more about the L.A. Cup and check out some excellent photo galleries and videos on hightimes.com. But enough about the Cup. A lot has happened in the world of weed since the last episode, so let's get right to the top pot headlines from the U.S. and around the world. In Seattle, Mayor Mike McGinn blew the doors off the stale anti-pot rhetoric we're used to hearing from politicians when he praised his state legalizing pot in November's election. In his State of the City address delivered in late February, McGinn told Seattleites, people from Seattle, look at marijuana legalization. We are now going to see businesses fighting for market share instead of gangs fighting for turf. That will reduce crime and reduce incarceration of our youth. That's positive change. Even before Washington voted to legalize pot, McGinn was a proponent of drug law reform. He previously stated that prohibiting pot actually increases criminal activity. While Washington and Colorado both legalized weed last November, only Coloradans, people from Colorado, have the right to grow their own recreational bud, up to six plants in an area out of public view. The problem is, not everyone knows how to grow pot, and it can be a finicky plant. But wait, did you know that the government funds a program called Master Gardeners? And did you know that the sole purpose of this program, which boasts nearly 100,000 gardeners and operates in all 50 states, is to issue free cultivation advice to the public? Problem solved, right? Enter the Master Gardeners. Ah, but wait. Colorado and other states with medical marijuana laws recently instructed their Master Gardener programs not to assist any potential pot growers, as such cultivation advice would be outside the defined scope of their job responsibilities. Wondering what defines their job responsibilities? Well, in this case, it's the fact that the program is federally funded and pot is still illegal on a federal level. And speaking of the federal level, today, eight ex-DEA administrators joined forces to criticize the Obama administration for not taking an immediate and forceful stand against legal pot laws. The ex-DEA brass feared that the administration's inaction will allow Washington and Colorado to enact their new laws and that this will somehow create a domino effect where every state in the nation legalizes and the rivers run yellow with patchouli oil or whatever the fuck prohibitionists worry about. One of the ex-DEA chiefs stated to the press, it's outrageous that a lawsuit hasn't been filed in federal court yet. And adding to the anti-legal pot pressure on the Obama administration, the United Nations International Narcotics Control Board released its annual report today. Turns out, they're not too crazy about legal weed either. The board claims that recreational pot laws violate UN drug treaties and called on the U.S. to ensure full compliance with the international drug control treaties on its entire territory, which is a fancy way of saying the government should nullify legal pot laws in Washington and Colorado. All of this comes just days after Attorney General Eric Holder stated that an official Justice Department policy on legal recreational pot would be coming soon. Let's hope the Obama administration isn't affected by the recent anti-pot pressure and honors states' rights. Okay, we went a little long today, but there was a lot to discuss, and uh, there still is. So before we go, let's just do some quick hits. Uh, Florida. A new poll revealed that 70% of Floridians, people from Florida, support medical pot and would vote for a state constitutional amendment that could appear on the November 2014 ballot. 
Two things are of note here. First, most obviously, this places Florida on the path to become the first southern state to legalize medical marijuana. And second, perhaps as significant, medical pot could play a role in Florida politics as supporters could ouster incumbent Republican governor and welfare drug testing proponent Rick Scott. Celebrities. Jennifer Lawrence was already cool, but she might have just gotten even cooler. After winning the Oscar for Best Actress for her role in Silver Linings Playbook, Lawrence was photographed in Hawaii smoking what looked an awful lot like a joint. Which is exactly how a 22-year-old should celebrate after winning an Academy Award while staying in Hawaii. Go check out the photos online and judge for yourself what she may or may not have been smoking. If you want. And finally, Weed Cannon. If there's one positive aspect of the black market created by marijuana prohibition, it has to be that it breeds innovation. Cops seized a homemade cannon used by some inventive smugglers in Mexico to fire bundles of pot over the border. The weed cannon was powered by a car engine and used compressed air to shoot pot through a plastic tube into the U.S. Apparently, the cannon was capable of firing as much as 30 pounds of pot over 500 feet. Fairly impressive, and certainly more impressive than the pot catapult found in January 2011, where smugglers were flinging pounds of weed over the border. All right, those are the top pot headlines from the U.S. and around the world. I think we're caught up now, or close enough. It's good to be back. Thank you for listening. This has been the High Times News Hit. I'm Mike Hughes.